Welcome to The Honest Pour with John Lennart, where we go beyond the bottle to connect you with the people and places that make each wine so unique. There's something special about a winery that has an amazing story behind it. Well, Filoruziz in Italy's far northeastern corner along the border with Slovenia has one of the most wonderful stories I've ever heard about a winery. It involves romance, charity, and of course, spectacular wine. I met with Giovanni Genio, Villaruziz's winemaker, to learn about the history of this special place, and of course to taste some fabulous wines. This episode of The Honest Pour is sponsored in part by Fooditor.com, bringing you the stories of Chicago's chefs, restaurants, and people who make food all over town. Fooditor.com. Hi, welcome to The Honest Pour. I'm John Leonard. Joining me today is Giovanni Genio of Villa Ruziz. Great pleasure. Good morning. And it's a great pleasure to be here Thanks. in Chicago today with you. So tell me where Villa Ruziz is and yeah. what kind of wines you're making. Okay. Uh, Villa Ruziz is, uh, it is a winery located in the northeast of Italy. Uh, the region is called Friuli. And Friuli it is the region uh, on the border with Slovenia places. And uh, it is one of the oldest wineries in my region because it was founded in the 1868. And uh, this year, uh, it is the anniversary of Villarus. It's 150 years of history. And um, it is a um, unique realty in Europe because the history of this winery is incredible. Uh, started in the 1868 when a French count got married, an Austrian countess. And uh, the present, the wedding present, was these 100 hectares in the heart of Collio. And fortunately for us, it was an agronomist and start to plant the first vineyard in the area and build the first winery and start the production of the wine in Collio. Collio is the name of the appellation, is the DOC, one of the most famous appellations in Italy for the white wines. Um, in the meantime, uh, his wife, the Austrian countess, built a children's home in the same place of the winery and she started to assist the Horfa's children in the 1890, more or less. And um, as you know, all this part of Italy before the First World War was Austrian territory, Asburgic Empire. After the war became Italy, and during the war the French count died, and the Austrian countess had to come back in her house in Austria. Uh, from her house she wrote a testament, and she leave everything for free to the new Italian kingdom. Uh, for everything, I speak about the winery the actors of vineyard, the children know everything. Uh, on this testament, she asked the possibility to carry on together the two activities of Villa Russes, the winery started by the uh, French count and the orphanage started from, uh, by her. And today, after 150 years, all these two activities of Villa Russes carry on together. And today we are a winery with 250,000 bottles of year of production, but we are also a foundation. We have a winery and we have also a children home. And uh, this is a unique uh, reality in Europe of uh, this topology. So if she left the, the entire estate to the, to the, to the government, yeah. who owns it today? Uh, the owner today, it is the region, Friuli. Uh, so the region yeah, owns the it today? Region, yeah, the president of the region nominate uh, the president of Villa Russis every five years. After the people that work uh, like me in Villa Russis, it is like a normal, uh, like working in a normal winery, yeah, you know. How did you get involved in winemaking? 
Uh, can I evolve? No, excuse me. Uh, no, I didn't understand. How, how did you start? Ah, when, uh, when I started to work, yeah, um, I got a small winery at my, at my home with my father. And so I started to make the first harvest when I was five years old, more or less. <laughs> and after I did uh, high school in my, in my city and uh, some experience abroad, France, uh, Argentina, uh, after three or four months in Tuscany, and after I started in Villarosis. The first, uh, the first uh, vintage in Villarosis for me was the 2006. There are some outstanding white wines from Italy, particularly in the north, yeah. where you're at. T tell me why, uh, why you think the white wines are best for your terroir. Oh yeah, um, the northeast of Italy, uh, it's close to the Alps, especially the, this place, Collio, is in the middle of the region. And we have 40, me, 40 kilometers, more or less, to the north, we have the first, the first Alps. And 30 kilometers to the south, we have the Adriatic Sea. And this is important for the wide varieties because in the summer period, during the day, you have the wind directly from the sea. And during the night, you have the wind directly from the mountains. And so, for example, if you, during the day, you have 30 degrees Celsius, during, uh, during the night, you have 12, oh, 10. Oh, that's a big shift. And this is one of the most important things for the white varieties because great difference of uh, temperature between day and night, this is one of the most important things for to uh, have a great powerful flavors in the, in the grapes of the white varieties. And what wines do you make? Uh, yeah, for us are important uh, the Pinot Grigio, it's one of the uh, first varieties uh, that uh, grow in, in the DOC Collio. I'm speaking about more than 200 years ago. Uh, after Sauvignon, for us, is, is very important. Uh, Pinot Bianco, too. And um, obviously, the, our native variety. Ribola Gialla, Friulano, the great variety it is Tokai Friulano, and Malvasia. Terrific. Should we taste some wine? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, What's our first wine? Yeah, the first one, it is the Les Enfants, and uh, it is the, our flagship wine, Les Enfants, as you know, meaning children, and in this name we use the French language in honor of the first owner, that was a French count, and obviously children, to uh, recognize the, uh, the children home to, the, uh, to Villa Resistia. Before we taste, does any, does the does the profits from the winery go directly to support the yeah, orphanage? Exactly. It's, uh, um, we are um, under a unique name. The, the total name of Villarusis is Villarusis Foundation. Uh, yeah, so, so, so the winery and the orphanage are part of the foundation. Exactly, exactly. We are located in the same place. Uh, winery and children's home are uh, um, 10 meters far wow. from one to the other. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the wine. Yeah, this wine, uh, it is the only one blend that Villarusis produced because all the other white wines and red wines of Villarusis are monovarietal wines. This is a blend composed by four varieties. Uh, Pinot Grigio, it is the 50% in this blend and this variety give uh, the fruity aroma. Uh, Pinot Bianco, it is 25% and uh, the Pinot Bianco give the 
uh, elegance, the creamy consistency on the palate. Uh, Ribola Gialla is one of the, our uh, most particular native variety uh, because this variety have a very long and slow maturation. Uh, we do in the harvest of Ribola Gialla in the same days of Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon. But in the, same, in the meantime, this variety uh, preserve a great acidity and a great minerality. There's intense minerality on the nose, yeah, for sure. Exactly, yeah. And uh, this is what uh, Ribola give in this blend, minerality and acidity. And after, to complete the flavors, only 5% of Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. And let's give it a little taste. Yeah. Uh, like I said, on the nose, yeah. there's, there's intense minerality. And yeah. I get like, like lemon peel and some oh, stone yeah. fruit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like maybe even a little bit of lemon pith. Yeah, some white flowers, no? Mm hmm And yeah, and it's, it's great to feel the minerality, mm. yes, on the nose, yeah. It's a beautifully balanced texture. You know, sometimes white wine, the acidity can be real linear, or the lees can overwhelm and be too full and creamy. Yeah. There, there's a nice balance with this wine between that kind of creamy leesiness yeah. and uh, the, the, the acidity. It's, it's very nicely balanced. Yeah. It's great texture. No, we, we research... We're searching the elegance in all the our white wines, and and now you said a very important thing because uh, usually, as you know, some uh, white wines have a, a residual sugar content. Um, we keep completely dry the our white wines. This is one gram for liter, one gram and a half. It's so essentially bone dry. And so yeah. this is one of the secrets to have a very clean mouth after tasting. Mm -hmm. Does and it spend any time in wood? Uh, no, 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 oak. no wood. No, oak. no, no. Yeah, no. I this think so. only stainless tank. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sweetness that you feel on the palate is only because these grapes are um, we're picking up these grapes when are perfectly uh, ripe. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. A lovely wine, great texture. Yeah. Like all Italian wines, must have food. Oh yeah. <laughs> this this yeah. is. Very pretty wine. Yeah, and I think um, before you sp you spoke about the acidity, um, the characteristics of the wines of Collio, um, they don't have a very high acidity, but the perception of the acidity is great on the palate because uh, minerality and acidity together make this the, movement, the this vibrant sense uh, effect on the palate. No. Interesting. Why? Why? Why is? Why are the wines uh, from Collio typically low in acid? Uh, typically low? low. Why are they low oh, acidity? Oh yes, uh, are lower because we have a very alkaline soil, oh. rich in minerals, very rich in minerals, and these minerals go to. Um, to fix uh, um, um, the acidity and bring and bring down you know, the acidity because the roots take some a lot of minerals from from the sea soil. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. How high in elevation are are you? Yeah, we departing from the seventy meters above sea level, and the higher part is uh, 250, 300 okay. meters. Okay, so a fair yeah. amount. And do you plant mostly on the hillsides? Yes, we have only on the hillsides, and the hill are uh, full of terraces, mm -hmm. as you know. Yeah. Uh, so steep the hills must yeah. be steep then if they're yeah. terraced. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Terrific. What's the next one? Yeah, the next one is the Pinot Grigio, and as you can see on the label, 
it is important uh, um, the vintage no this is a 2015 vintage and is that the current release yes now we released the 2015 and the 2016 it's uh, it's behind no uh, it's coming um, but it is important for us to speak about the vintage because as you know, many wineries start to release the new vintage on February, <coughs> right away, January, yeah. as soon as possible, no? Because it is a request of the market. But we believe that waiting one year or, or more, it is uh, the minimum period of aging to give a real great quality to the, to the customers. Yeah. Given that you're owned by the foundation, and not some board of directors with investors that are requiring a return on their dollars. Yeah. Does that give you a little more freedom as a winemaker in ways of holding back a vintage or? Oh yeah, um, maybe uh, it is. Um, it is difficult when you depart, no, with this style, with this type of vinification and aging and storing, but after. Um, because you, you need of many store, you have to store the bottles, you have to, yeah. to keep in the winery. But after when you started, uh, the, the people under, understand the, the quality and uh, it is, no. So you have a little more freedom though because you don't have to answer to investors and yeah, board of directors. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Terrific. Let's give the Pinot Grigio yeah. a little smell here. Again. Wow, really high minerality. Yeah. It just comes right through. That's the first thing I get. Yes, I think immediately you understand that this is not an unusual Pinot Grigio. No, no this is <laughs> not uh, that fruity, big brand, yeah. uh, $9 bottle of Pinot Grigio that you know <laughs> yeah. your aunt in the suburbs might drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you said typically low acidity, yeah. but there's there's very nice acidity here yeah, yeah i mean and elevated by that marriage with the minerality yeah yeah you know typically is lower compared to others other places mm -hmm. no but uh, as we said before uh, the perception of the acidity is it's incredible mm -hmm. no uh, compared to the l'enfant the uh yeah. the body is a little leaner I guess that's Pinot Grigio, right? Yes, you don't, exactly. You don't have that blend. Yeah, that in the blend, you have the Pinot Bianco that gave more volume, no? right. more creamy consistency. The Pinot Grigio is more... More, more linear, yeah. yeah. Linear. yeah. And, boy, it, it's it's a longer wine, though. I mean, it, oh, yeah. the, the flavors just keep going and going and going. And, yeah. again, we get that kind of uh, light citrus. Yeah. Yeah, like a little bit of sour orange, actually, even in there. Um it's not not really herbal. It's more fruity, but the the acidity and the the, the minerality kind of balance it out, so it's yeah. not overly fruity. Yeah. Exactly. Again, this wine I, I'd imagine with food even better. Oh yeah. I mean, this wine with a, sure. with some seafood. Yeah, exactly. Be I want to say now, little, yeah, the, little little like a fatty fish or yeah, something, you know. Exactly. Usually the Pinot Grigio is is used for the aperitif, no. Yeah. But this is a Pinot Grigio that you can use for the. Fish matching. No? This is more serious yeah. Pinot Grigio. Was yeah. was was before you came to Villa Ruzzi's, yeah. Was this the way the Pinot Grigio was made in this style, or did you bring this style? Yes, more than more than this. Oh, really? Yeah, because ten years ago, more or less, I think uh, the Collio was recognized for very rich, powerful wines. More than this. Wow. And. You know, was the fashion moment of the aging in the oak barrels too, 
and we we live this this street um, five six years ago, and we uh, decide to uh, find more elegance in the white wines. But Collio usually many years ago was. Was so strong. Yeah. So, so I imagine those wines were made to age more. Then, I mean, I think this wine yeah. with age will, you yeah. know, again, you, you, oftentimes you think of Pinot Grigio as the wine we're going to pull the cork on right now. It's the new vintage. Let's drink yeah. it up. I think this wine would benefit greatly from three years in the bottle. Sure, sure. Uh, in Italy, usually we organize some vertical tasting, and the last uh, year. I did a vertical tasting of Pinot Grigio, of Villarusis, and we starting with the 2001, and we going through the 2003, 2008, 9, 10, and all the wines were perfect. Just drinking nice and young and all the way back that far. The the wine, after six, seven years, try to change a lot of the flavors. Take an evolution like uh, um, so smoky, Evolution. Mm. No, interesting. Smoking, yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Well, what's the last one? Uh, the last one. It is one of the our business cards, <laughs> <laughs> the Sauvignon Blanc. It's, you say a business card? Why is it? Are you sort of known for Sauvignon Blanc? Uh, no, the our um, most famous wine. It is a Sauvignon Reserva. On one single vineyard. It's ah. called Sauvignon de la Tour. It's not this one, but uh, this is good too. And <laughs> and um, this is the our uh, most famous wine. Great. No. It's interesting. It's herbal. Yeah. It's not that. It's not that that blousy tropical fruit Sauvignon Blanc that some people exactly. have grown to expect. Exactly. But yeah, you have on the nose. You have. The tomato leaf, no? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Quite elegant. Yeah. Again, backed the up with a good fruit. minerality. The minerality is yeah. not as present as, as, as the Pinot Grigio or, or the Le Enfant, yeah. but there's still a bit of minerality there, which yeah. you don't often find. Yeah. Yeah, but the our idea uh, for all the wines is to research the elegance, but especially in the Sauvignon Blanc, um, we want to give this sensation of elegance because, as you know, usually it's normal to tasting many different Sauvignon Blancs with a very powerful nose, too much explosive. Right. But after when you taste this wine, you don't have the same uh, flavor sensation on the palate, no? Mm-hmm. We want the, the reverse. We want an elegant nose, and after when you're tasting this Sauvignon Blanc, the, the flavor exploding yeah, on the palate, no? For sure, it's um, it's got some of that tropical fruit, but subtle on the palate. Yeah. But again, backed up by a good deal of citrus, and there's those savory notes. Yeah. Now it's also the fruit passion on the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the passion fruit starting to come mm-hmm. through on the palate as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at, but in good the acidity. End, in the, yeah, good acidity for Sauvignon Blanc. It doesn't Sauvignon Blanc get a little flabby sometimes, you know? This oh, is yeah. nice. How much of this wine did, does comes to of all the wines? How much comes to the U.S.? Oh, uh, I think that uh, more or less every year, thirty-five thousand bottles. Okay, so this is yeah. a this is a, a wine that's a- obtainable. Yeah. Oftentimes, I interview winemakers, and oh yeah, there there are ten three packs of this for the whole Midwest. <laughs> well, what good does that do anybody? No one can get their hands on the wine. It's nice to be able to taste wines that people can go out and get and go out and taste. Do you know what the retail price on the wines is? Twenty-five dollars more or less. Yeah. 
So, so great value, yeah. outstanding value yeah. for these wines. Um, serious food wines, beautiful. Giovanni, thank you yeah. so much for your time. The, the wines of Villa Ruzzi's are, are, are delicious. They're outstanding. You've got an amazing story. I love yeah. that, that you're, you're doing an amazing thing for the community there, uh, as well as making great wines. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Great pleasure. For John's tasting notes on the wines from this episode, go to www.thehonestpoorpod.com. Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to The Honest Pour with John Lennart at iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at The Honest Pour with John Lennart and follow us on Twitter at The Honest Pour. This has been The Honest Pour with John Lennart. Music by Kevin McLeod. 